Welcome to Beyond the Shadows on the Mike Ricksecker Audio Journey on MikeRicksecker.com. Facebook page, not the YouTube channel, although we do encourage you guys to go out to the YouTube channel. Of course, if you have not yet, please subscribe there. We just did our big giveaway for 15,000 subscribers and 100,000 followers on the one is YouTube, of course, 15,000 um, and then 100,000 on TikTok, which is just like nuts. Shauna Wankel has joined the chat. All right, Shauna. Woo. You're the next contestant on on road media <laughs> all right so um and here comes everybody so well um, yeah uh, rebecca williams rebecca williamson is joined from uh cambry house and so do want to throw this out there thursday night i know we were talking you know when we had carl on edge of the rabbit hole you know to watch him on the show that must not be named ghost adventures <clears throat> on thursday <laughs> because that'll be the conjuring house which is the you know the parent farmhouse from back in the day but um what we'll be releasing on thursday on halloween is our cambry house paranormal investigation video which rebecca williamson uh owns and operates and runs so that was a really interesting house yeah so we could we, cool. we could start off by talking about that so all right, let me start the show. Welcome, everybody, to Beyond the Shadows. I'm author and ghost story, Mike Ricksecker. With me, as always, is Shauna Wankel taking your Halloween mm. paranormal Q&A uh, questions tonight. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that was a really, really interesting place, a uh, really, really interesting house. And um, I haven't really posted any of the pictures yet other than the one that I threw out there on Instagram, which auto-fed to my um, to my Facebook professional page and i just have a bunch of stuff to yeah. post too but um i th- i thought the place was fantastic i mean it's small it's cozy it's got you know the grounds that overlooks the mississippi river beautiful there in the fall yeah um so i definitely encourage people to go out there investigate it's definitely worth it um if you're in our area um, anywhere here around, um, I, I know I met her up in, uh, Iowa, at one of Kelly McCarvel's events and I'll be seeing her again at the quad cities event. So if you're anywhere in that area near us across the river in Missouri, there or up there in Iowa, if you're in the Chicago area, whatever, this place is like kind of in the middle of all that. So, you know, pretty easy to get to go check it out. A lot going on. I thought, yeah, it was it was very noisy. Yes. <laughs> I mean, noisy. it was very active. I I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um loved spending time up in the kids' room, but it seemed like when we were upstairs, there's all this action going on downstairs. So then we go downstairs. And then there was stuff going on, you know, in other places. Yeah. It was almost like it was kind of messing with us. Um, yeah, it was, there was a lot of that kind of back and forth going on. Um, there was stuff even, because you were sitting in that rocking chair upstairs, it seemed like there was stuff going on in the bathroom behind you, actually directly behind you. Like Yeah, that was weird. Um, we heard that it loud crash weird. from downstairs. <laughs> Go downstairs, nothing's falling, nothing's crashed. We had an eye on the one basement door because that's supposed to open up on its own, you know, all the time. So we had a camera pointed on that. And I guess on Kelly McCarvel's live stream, it opened, but they didn't have the camera on the door. So I kept a smaller camera pointed right at the door. So we heard that crash. I go running down the stairs. The door had not opened. Um, I checked the other couple of doors to the exterior. Neither of them were open. Nothing seemed to have fallen or broken or anything. Little phantom crash noise. It was crazy. So yeah, it, and it sounded when we listened to the playback. It sounded a lot louder in person, of course, but it basically it was hard to tell. It sounded like uh, kind of a similar sound to like a broomstick, like yeah, you know, yeah. But there was nothing on the floor. Yeah, we um, watched back off the the clip off that smaller camera. 
and there's nothing going on. Um, then eventually I come down and all that. But yeah, it was kind of like a smack or something yeah. on that. When we were upstairs, it sounded like a huge crash. So that'll be something to do with the video mm -hmm. is play both how it sounds, you know, from upstairs and how it actually sounded downstairs. Because it was, it sounded like something. And then I know, we're sure somebody came in, you know, um, a handful. I mean, there were some. Yeah, I think that was your question. Did somebody come in? It's like, did somebody come in? You know, it's like, hello. Um, it, it sounded more like like somebody actually. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I hit the wrong button instead of share. So I'm trying to share out the uh, video and I hit speak instead of paste. <laughs> I don't, I, why would you have the thing speak anyway? <laughs> like, I, I want you to speak what I'm pasting because I don't know what I just copied. I mean, what, what is I that? <laughs> so, okay, I'm done with that. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. So a bunch of people down there are saying uh, happy anniversary. So thank you very much. Um, this is our hand fasting uh, anniversary. So... Um, Three years ago tonight, we were sitting in the Goldenrod showboat because that's what you do when you're involved with the paranormal is after you get hitched like that, you have to have a paranormal investigation. Yeah. <laughs> Just a typical, typical night. Yep. Yep. So normal. <laughs> perfectly normal. So we do appreciate that. And that was a, it was a great ceremony because uh, Missy Nichols uh, did the actual ceremony. Um, I, I remember Jake Medford as we were, you know, getting everything set up and prepared. There was a uh, a barge that was going by, and he actually got on the radio and radioed them and said, "Hey, we have a couple on here getting married," and uh, so they were blowing the horns and everything. <laughs> and, yeah, and I'll tell you what: three years ago, it was a pretty damn warm day. Yeah, <laughs> nothing like today. Nothing like today. No, because it was it was in the seventies that day. Today it's yeah. fifty and rainy, and, and the uh, colors, the fall colors. It was like peak time for that, mm -hmm. and just it couldn't have been a better day for it. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. So, um, so yeah, you can check out all those photos because I know you posted a bunch of photos. I kind of linked back. It was kind of cool because it said that it was uh, came up as a memory as my most mm -hmm. loved photo of twenty sixteen. So I was like, oh, that's cute. So that was that was my share on it. Mm -hmm. so. so, but thank you guys. I, I do appreciate that. Um, I miss I definitely miss investigating the goldenrod because um, we were talking shadows with with Carl Johnson tonight, and that was one of the things that we were like starting to get more into on the goldenrod because um, that that one that one alleyway action alley, <laughs> but on the goldenrod. Yeah. Um, it, we saw that shadow back there a number of times. Every time I walked through there, I felt an energy. You saw the two twinkles follow the shadow into there. And then the last time we investigated there, uh, before it was lost, Jake was telling us about, oh yeah, yeah, that was Charlie's bedroom, you know, before it got all, you know, rearranged and everything. I'm kind of mad about that. <laughs> She's Not a little salty. And... A little salty about that. You know, it's like, I know he's just big, you know, towers over me, dude, but I could probably still take him. <laughs> he is a I was big like, this dude. isn't something you couldn't have told me like before. You know, it would explain so much. Yep. Yeah, that was, I was really looking forward to following up on that too. Yeah. And we never were able to, unfortunately. But it makes a lot of sense for a lot of things that are going on back there. You know, if he had some sort of harboring uh, resentment or sorrow over, you know, we always connected it with Annie. And if so, if it has something to do with that, it made sense. It could have been something totally different, but that's why you follow up and you continue that investigation to see if that's true. So, um, so this is supposed to be paranormal Q and A, uh, just kind of a free for all. We've been doing the free for all and talking, hitting a variety of subjects. But throw some questions down in there. Anything, everything you guys want to know about paranormal, um, we'll try to answer that to the best of our ability because. There are no experts in this field, but, you know, we've had, we've been doing this a while. We have had a lot of experiences. 
So feel free mm-hmm. to throw anything down there that you would like. Jason, uh, I call them twinkles just because I don't know what else to call them. <laughs> they twinkle like little stars, blink, blink. You know, there's just one at a time. That particular night, there was two of them in the, in the same place. But usually there's just one at a time. When I see it like that, it just is in motion and it moves. But if you blink, uh, you'll miss it. So they don't make sound. You know, they don't have a smell. I mean, there's just, they're just there. Yeah. They're just like, blip. Oh, we've seen them in here. Oh, yeah. Um, Shauna's seen more than I, but I have definitely seen my fair share of the twinkles. Um, they go, it's like I said before, I'm not 100% sure if just the ability to see them was unlocked and they've always been around and that's why I'm seeing them everywhere I go. Or are they following me? Yeah, and uh, Dave Wilkerson, follow up on that, asked, can something really follow you home? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've had things follow you home. Yeah, there's, I can, I'm not 100% certain about a lot of stuff, but, uh, especially in this field, but um, I am 100% positive that stuff can follow you home. I've had it happen quite a number of times over the years, and, you know, and in most instances, I can, you know, recognize who it is from the different places that I've been to. So, yes. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I've ever had anything follow me home. Um, my kids would claim differently because of an incident that kept happening with a, uh, with a ceiling fan. And I don't think it's something that followed me home. I think it was something else, uh, seeking me out to give a message, uh, a family member. Um, but there have been plenty of times where I felt as I was walking out of a location that something wanted to follow me and I turned around and said, nope, you got to stay here and just basically put my foot down, which, which is what you have to do. Um, and we've had it before. We've picked up a hitchhiker at a uh, rest stop and we had to like turn around <laughs> yeah. and be like, nope, you got to get out of the car as we're driving down the highway. Well, <laughs> yeah, it just kind of, all of a sudden I had hands on me from the back seat and I was like, I blew it off, and then uh, because I ignored it, it became more persistent. I was like, oh, no, 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 you know, and you, you just have to be like, they would, I can't remember, did we start, we went back. Did we go back, or did we stop where we were? No, we just got driving down the highway. Um, no, no, we stopped off on the side of the road. Yeah. Yeah, because I did, I did turn around. I'm not going to turn around like stopped, that when I'm driving. I, so, yeah, I stopped. I can't remember if we went back to the same place. No, we didn't go back to the same place because that was at a rest area, and I would have had to go all the way back down the highway, past that rest area, turn around, and then come back to that. No, we didn't do that. Like, yeah, we stopped off on the side of the road. you got to go. <laughs> so, um, Jason Bland says that he has seen those twinkles fly in and out of people's heads. That's interesting. Hmm. So, I know. I had told him to explain. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> yeah, we can elaborate a little bit further because I haven't... We see them, but I don't think necessarily flying in and out of people's heads. I mean, they could be related. Um, definitely a little bit different than what we've seen because I haven't seen it in, in and out like that. So, um, Betty Lange, Carl said that certain people can stir up the ghost or shadow people. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah, there are there are certain people that are like a lightning rod to, to stir things up. So and it's kind of like what he was talking about with that person's vibrational level, with that resonance. Um, I'm sure you agree with that. Mm, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so, yeah, if you have somebody that, um, <laughs> that is prone to that, um, <laughs> I guess maybe be careful where you walk into. <laughs> um. Tim Schoen, is the crawler you witnessed at Black Bear Church similar to or same as the creeper entity people have witnessed at Waverly Hills? Uh, good question. I'm not sure because I haven't been to Waverly Hills to observe this creeper entity. I know I, I've heard a lot of people talk about it. Um, so it's one of those things that I'm briefly mentioning in the book that I'm putting together just because it's you know so popular and a lot of people have said that they've seen it um so it's going to be like one of those that's like well you know here's here's a famous one 
Um, but I've never observed it myself, so I can't say whether it is or not. Um, the, the one that I witnessed at Black Bear Church, it was like, you know, it, it kind of slinked in through that window, but then it was whipping around the room like crazy. Um, so I, it doesn't quite sound like the stories I've heard from Waverly. It sounds a little different. So it's a good question, though. And I probably wouldn't even see it because none of that really super creepy, scary stuff ever messes with me. Yeah. I never see it. People talk about seeing all this like seriously creepy stuff. I'm like, well, I don't want to see that at all, and I don't. <laughs> you know, and I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm fine with not seeing any of that stuff. I'm happy with just seeing what I see. And Jason says the first time he saw the twinkles, he was 22 years old with his cousin who saw them too. Um, and he's seen them ever since. And that's kind of the thing where ever since we saw those twinkles on the goldenrod, we have been seeing them ever since. Yeah. And I don't know if they're related to the other stuff that we see, like the, old, the balls of light, you know, that I've been seeing since that night too. So I don't know if they're if they know of each other, if they're all related, if they just, you know, look different depending on how they want to, you know, show up at that time or I don't really know how it works. Yeah. Uh, Jason continues here. I see them around people. Sometimes I've seen them shoot out and into someone's head and not on an investigation, just everyday weirdness. Mm. That is my life. When this started, I was experimenting with my cousin training our eyes to see auras I don't think he's seen them anywhere anymore, but I still do. That's interesting. Trying to see, trying to see auras. I know people who just can, with their own eyes, see the auras. Um, I don't see that, but it seems to be a, a superpower of some people. I've never tried. I've got superpower. Yeah, I've, I've <laughs> never tried, so I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't try to see the twinkles, but it doesn't sound like you try either. They just boom, they're just there. But it might be one of those, um, just kind of like thinking it through that you've you've programmed yourself to like a certain wavelength because you're you were trying to do something you're trying to see auras and so you're trying to get your body and your spirit or whatever to try to resonate at a certain level to be able to see a certain something and i don't know if you're able to see the auras or not but you at least got yourself in tuned enough um to see the twinkles it's almost kind of like you know tuning into a radio station you're trying to get yourself on one frequency and you hit the twinkle one i guess a good analogy yeah yeah so um lynn and bowling hey good to see you lynn uh opinion on skinwalkers Lindsay investigated in texas this weekend and thought she saw a gray but talking about it i'm wondering skinwalkers so skinwalker um it's interesting i, I we had this a couple of weeks ago where i was like is dracula a skinwalker you know, because of the fact that he changes shapes into so many different things, you know, that if Dracula was, you know, a real, you know, it was bat, rat, wolf, all that stuff. So Skinwalker, um, ancient Navajo legend of basically they were shamans that were part of a certain sect, like almost like a almost like a little Navajo cult that um, you had to be invited into by another shaman who had this ability. And once initiated and into this, you could shape shift into uh, into different forms. So, ain't hard to know if you know what she saw would be a skinwalker because they can they can change shape into so many different things. And you would have to know if it was originally one of these shaman. Um, also, I, I I I believe that there are shapeshifters out there. There's so many different legends out there that somewhere in there is a grain of truth somebody had to have seen something like this at some point um with any of the stuff that comes from the native americans um i mean i, I believe in a lot of a lot of their stuff of course i'm back i'm about to go and check out the anasazi ruins because it's been a bucket list item forever mm -hmm. but they have rules within their system not to share these different legends. And I know some people have kind of broken those rules and have shared them, but it also makes me wonder how much of it have they withheld? How much of it is true? Because, you know, have they thrown us off here a little bit, you know, with the ones that have divulged these different things and given us this information to kind of throw us off the real trail? I don't know because I know they have those rules of they're not supposed to share 
but yet some have. So I, I don't. It almost makes me want to become a Navajo and find out. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, so what else you guys have? Um, Tom McNicholas, what is your favorite horror movie to watch for Halloween? I'll let you go first. Hmm. I don't really watch horror movies all that much. Um, all right, creepy cool movie. Yeah, creepy cool movie. Um, I love. I love to watch Beetlejuice, <laughs> Beetlejuice, Hocus Pocus, and um, you know any anything paranormal like uh, any of the Insidious movies. I really like them. Um, and paranormal movies. Those I don't have a favorite favorite, but. I just watch them all year round anyway. <laughs> so we watch the uh, Haunted Mansion at work. So it's Halloween week. So we're watching creepy movies. Yeah, we were watching The Haunting the other night. and It seems like you kind of like those, like Rose Red. And I know you like The Haunting of the Hill House when we did that. Yeah, so. I, like, I like paranormal movies. I don't really get too much into... Um, like the slicing people up, blood and guts and gore and stuff like that. I don't really do that. Yeah, I mean, I will. I mean, I'm I'm more I'm more about the paranormal thriller movies and all that rather than yeah rather than like the slasher movies. However, that said, I do always watch Halloween on Halloween because it's a classic Halloween movie. <laughs> yeah. So I do I, I do the Michael Myers thing on uh, on Halloween, but um. I put out a video last year on um, different videos that uh, or different movies that I'll watch during Halloween. Um, so there's um, and so there's several in there. Um, I just, I, there's so many different things that I like. You know, it's it's kind of it's always kind of hard, but um, you know, Bram Stoker's Dracula's one um, interview with a vampire. I can't remember what I specifically had on that list. Um, and I saw Ren Oak's comments like, yeah, I, I, I know that Dracula is a fictional character, but if he were real, then is he a skinwalker? Um, so what were some others? I put uh, Dwelling on there, uh, our buddy Kyle Mecca, who uh, produced that one, because I, I like the premise of that one. They purposely moved into a haunted house to try to contact uh, her mother. Um I can't remember all the head in that list, but I have that video out there out on um out on YouTube. So um so I guess because we we're oh no, that's not the next one. The next question is uh Terry Tormino, it's Chipper Terry. Have you been watching the Holser Files? I really like it. Uh yes I have. Um Alex, uh Alexandra is a friend of mine, so I've been, you know, watching in support of her and I mean it it it's a good show. You know, I, I uh Grew up reading Hans Holzer, so my favorite parts are when they show the clips of him uh, doing his investigations and with the trans mediums and all that stuff. Um, you know, the, the team has done a great job, uh, but my favorite parts are always the the clips with with Hans. So, um, let's see. From uh, April Lynn Polly Swan, is there such a thing as feeling someone's aura? I feel people's energy. I feel, I feel, you know, in the, of this realm, I feel human energy. I feel spirit energy a lot. Um, if I'm feeling their aura, I have no idea. If that's something, if it's a totally different thing, then I have no idea. No, I mean, I, I think they're pretty much, I think they're pretty much the same thing. I think the, the aura is basically the physical manifestation of that energy. So I don't see it. Um, but yeah, I mean, even if it's not anything like quote unquote paranormal or whatever, um, I think when you get around a person, you, you can you can feel when a person's pissed off. You know, you can feel when a person is very happy. You know, it just exudes from them. So um, you could assign a color to it or whatever. I don't see the colors, but I certainly feel the energy off of a person like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Lynn Ann Bowling, The Conjuring. Yeah, <laughs> I do like The Conjuring movies. The, the whole Conjuring universe thing. Um, I've liked, even though most of the story that they're telling 
isn't what really happened. Um, I, I like the way James Wan approached it, you know, the whole series in that he's like, hey, if Marvel can do like 17 movies or whatever and create this superhero universe, why can't I do it with a horror movie, paranormal franchise sort of thing? So, yeah, you did like the Insidious movies. I did. Yeah. Yep. I liked all of them. Yeah, they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. They're pretty good. And that's, again, James Wan. So, so um, Marquetta, I'm going to butcher the last, night, the last name, uh, Vislo Zilova. Mm. Uh, please, any wisdom, serious question, on how to tackle a stalker who did or still does black magic? Some prick has harassed me for over 20 years, a schoolmate. I do fear of him. So this is this is the witchy shit. <laughs> yeah, I um, really get into that whole black magic thing. Yeah, well, and it, it's difficult. It's it's um, you know it it's it's difficult because for one, if you were to if you if you're getting stalked like that, um, it's it's difficult to take to the authorities because if you're if you're getting stalked if somebody's if you're getting stalked, somebody's like outside your window or they're coming up to your yard or whatever all the time, you can report that to the police. You can report that to the authorities and turn them in. If somebody's casting black magic spells against you, it's a little more difficult to take that to the authorities and say, hey, this person's casting spells against me. You know? Um, so, this is a good question for Vanessa, really, because she has mm-hmm. dealt with this. Uh, Vanessa Hogel. Um, because she has dealt with stalkers who, who have done things like this. Um, you know, I, there's like different, I don't necessarily want to say spells, but there's different wards, different protections that you can put up uh, for all of that. And I know Vanessa's had to deal with this. So, um, so I would say bounce that off of Vanessa. Um, for me personally, I mean, you have your stones, you know, and a lot of them are for protection. So I'd, I would do that. I don't, I don't do that kind of witchy stuff. So I wouldn't, I couldn't sit here and try to conjure something up to protect, um, you know, but you know, there are different protections that you can take on your own that are more like the stones or medallions or, you know, whatever like you believe in, um, that will protect you. I always always believe that if if you truly fully believe that this is going to protect you, like even going into a paranormal investigation, then it will. So, um, I would say start with some of that stuff. Maybe reach out to Vanessa or somebody else that you trust um, that does that sort of stuff that could guide you in the right direction to, to put up something to protect you. Um, Jason Bland, if Bigfoot or Dogman are shapeshifters, it would really explain why we have never found a body. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. probably true. That's probably true. Maybe Bigfoot, Dogman, Chupacabra, maybe they're all skinwalkers. I just explained everything is a skinwalker. <laughs> um, all right. I have not kept up with the chat here. It, like stopped all the way up there. So I got to scroll down, uh, see what you guys have going on here. So practical magic. When says we're making a prequel to practical magic. Did I miss yeah, that? Yeah, I saw that. Okay. It's going to tell the story of the grandmothers. Yeah. And how they came to. It, that's kind of cool. Good. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, Tim Schoen, Victoria Monday are saying Oculus as above, so below. Yeah. Uh, and the others. Uh, yeah. Those were all ones that I had on that list. <laughs> that video that I posted. I, I, I enjoy all those. Um, as above, so below is one that I throw on probably like every few months or whatever. I just, I really enjoy that movie. The others is a classic. Yeah. So, um, and Oculus, I don't think you've seen Oculus yet. This one with the mirror. Um, so it's really interesting how they kind of work some of the mirror lore into that. So from Rin Oak, um, <laughs> kind of just kind of joking around about this. Why does everything have to be a skinwalker? Many myths and legends of vampires and other things like werewolves uh, are known for shape shifting. Also, not everything that shifts is a skinwalker. Um, I didn't say it was. <clears throat> I'm just saying that um, <laughs> if you have an ancient Navajo legend that says, hey, these 
these guys became shapeshifters. They can shift into all these different things. Jason had a great question of, um, or kind of a comment, if Big Man, if Bigfoot and Dogman are, you know, shapeshifters, uh, you know, may explain why they never had a body or why they could never find a body. Well, if if you're saying that, you know, they're shapeshifting, you have these skinwalkers that are supposed to be shapeshifters, how do you know they're not? Um, the only way to know that they wouldn't be is to know whether or not they were the shamans from the Navajos, which you don't know. <laughs> so I'm not saying they are. You're just throwing it out there. Hey, they could be. So, because there's no, there's no way to know unless you stop one and say, hey, Chupacabra, you skinwalker? I don't think it's going to answer you. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, Dave Wilkerson's throwing out Rose Red. I like how all the the movies are kind of interspersed uh, through here. Um, Jason, yeah, Rose Red is difficult to find anywhere. To, you can't stream it anywhere. We looked for that. We um, found, well, actually, we did stream it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> found it on Daily yeah. Motion. And because the app on the Daily Motion app on the TV just. Pfft, doesn't work anymore because I guess Daily Motion hasn't kept up on it. Um, I had to. What did I do? I streamed it on the website on the computer into the television, or you could buy it on Amazon, which I think was a little pricey. Yeah, it was a lot more expensive than what I originally paid for my copy of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean Gilmore. So he asked, do you think that watching scary movies or paranormal TV shows can open you up to the paranormal or open doorways? What do you think? I think that if there's anyone kind of lingering around, listen, um, that that's an, and it's an intelligent spirit, if they're paying attention to what you're watching, you know, it might stir them up a little bit watch ghost hunting shows and whenever they throw questions out there and then all of a sudden you know you're hearing stuff where you weren't before you were watching a show um i think there's something to it yeah i I think in the sense that if you are trying to become open to it um I, i i mean like my sister could sit there and watch a horror movie and she wouldn't be any more into it than that box over there Mm. sorry tony but um but it's true i mean she's not open-minded in that in that sense but if you are open-minded and you watch one of these movies it kind of puts you in that mindset and so you know you're you're opening yourself even more to the idea these different things could happen and so yeah sure then you might be able to be able to not saying hey go watch a whole bunch of movies and you'll be able to see ghosts but um I think you put yourself into a, a, a particular mindset that makes it a little more conducive to being able to experience something because it's it's more up here, you know, not really what's what's going on on the screen, but it's it's your mindset. It's kind of like that whole thing where I was saying, hey, you know, for protection, if you truly believe, you know, this thing is going to protect you, it will. Well, I I truly believe if you're putting in your mind, I'm, you know, I'm going to see the paranormal <laughs> you know um you know it might not happen immediately but i think you open yourself up to it happening more so um so let's see john gilmore's throwing down 28 days later yep that's a good one um so holly pendlin asked when you um when you feel like you're being touched, does it always feel cold or can it feel warm? I felt both. You felt both. Yep, because I felt a little of both over the years. Um, Molly that I talk about often, whenever she, uh, if she happens to touch me, her, her touch is cool. Um, but then in the same room that I met her in, um, there was a male spirit, and whenever he touched me, uh, his skin was warm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I felt a number. Like of, yeah, I mean, I felt a number of cold spots. I can't, I can't remember a time where I felt suddenly extra warm. Um, I mean, maybe flush in the face, like maybe my uh, blood pressure was rising, but not necessarily like a warm spot. Um, you know, but I'm certainly open to to that possibility. And so, and of course, I believe you if you said it happened to you. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's and it, it's. I would rather be touched by something cold that I can't see than something warm that I can't see because that same spirit also like exhaled near me and the breath was warm also and it just was creepy and it just didn't feel good at all. I was really uncomfortable and then I was angrier the longer I stayed in that room if you remember. Yeah. Um, so I think it was just wasn't a demon or anything like that. <laughs> it was just this you know it wasn't somebody that i would want to spend time around if they were still alive i will just say that so i think it just carried over and it's the same kind of you know personality same kind of energy and i just the longer i was around it the angrier i was all right sean gilmore saying uh you know watch ghost adventures if you want to get possessed by an orb (laughs) 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 yeah pretty much pretty much can't go an episode without getting possessed right um, Jason Bland, kind of along the same lines of what we were talking about with Sean's question. Uh, do you think that spirits can feed off the emotional energy of someone watching a horror movie? Interesting. So. We did do an experiment inside the cafe once. Okay. You know, setting up different uh, types of scenarios that require different types of emotions to see how the spirits would react. Hmm. Um, so, like, usually if we were it's a good playing. experiment. Yeah. yeah. Usually if we were playing music and, you know, talking about happy things and stuff like that, uh, the energy in the building was a lot lighter. And you can see, you know, shadows kind of dancing around whenever the music was going, um, which was you know, really cool and didn't realize exactly, you know, how many we were dealing with just all of a sudden there was just shadows just all over the place. I'm like, you know, kind of creepy, but it's kind of cool too. And then, um, you know, but then there's other times when we talk about, we would talk about stuff that's really sad and, um, and you could just feel the energy, you know, in the room change. And we did catch a couple of, uh, EVPs from one of the women, one of the female spirits there um, telling us it's okay. (laughs) So, um, and she could have been very well, you know, letting us know, hey, it's going to be okay. Um, And then we also uh, did an experiment where um, we were talking about, you know, things that made us angry. And then um, one one of the investigators uh, that was with us that night um, him and his group were there and he was like now he goes I don't mean any disrespect towards anybody in the room you know in, in the building you know whatever but he uh, but he, he like took a step you know at me I was like whoa you know man and he like put his finger in my face like he was gonna like come after me or whatever and um, he didn't stick around long so whatever hmm whatever whoever it was that thought that he was going to do something to me um changed his mind really quick even though he didn't mean it so okay um they basically chased him out of the building he got this bolt of nope can't be in here anymore sorry i did that apologize to me apologize to everybody and um he probably stayed in, in his vehicle for probably a good 15 20 minutes and couldn't come back in so oh he tried to come in like right afterwards and he was just like no (laughs) no he apologized many many times and finally we were just like he didn't really you know mean it we you know it was hard to explain hey we were just trying some experiments because how do you explain that you know sometimes but uh i thought it was a good experiment at the time i mean this we're talking like no, that's a good experiment. I like uh, it. Like 12, 13, 14 years ago. Oh, wow. Well, you know, back. I mean, it's how long? Ago? Yeah, it was it was at least that long ago. So it's been a while. A little bit. Um, from Don Larson, weirdest experience? 
I've had a lot of weird experiences. That one's hard to actually pin down. Um, I, there was the, um, the ball of light that was transformative on the goldenrod showboat that we think may have been a fairy <laughs> because of what happened where it was the yellow ball of light. You guys didn't see it at first became that bar of light on the ground and then, uh, became that yellow ball of light again. And then was dancing around the showroom. Um, that was certainly odd and unusual for sure. Um, I don't know for you. Well, I've said this one before, but for the new people, I'm going to do it again because it's probably number one on my, on my list. Um, at the cafe using the party light, the, what's it called? We called it, it was listed as like a party light, the LED light on, um, the grid and whatever that is. Oh, the laser grid. Yeah, the laser grid. I, I didn't understand what this was. Yeah, I'm trying to explain it. <laughs> like, what uh, is it? I, I was trying to explain and I couldn't <laughs> explain it. And um, yeah, we wanted to try to use it and see. Well, I had just gotten it. It cost me like 11 bucks, you know. And um, But it had a switch. It didn't have like switch. You had to like hold the button down. So probably should have paid more. Uh, and so we, you know, put some something on it so that it would hold it down. And then we sat it up on top of something away from us and secured it so it wasn't moving. And we didn't, ex- we were like running around and jumping around it, hitting the wall to see if we can get it to move. So we, you know, had it secured on there pretty good. And then we all just kind of sat down and just kind of waited. And we're sitting there talking and talking amongst ourselves but talking to whoever's listening and then uh randomly we each started noticing that like the individual little balls of the individual little pinpricks the pinpricks yeah um were starting to move out of the grid which you know i and i didn't understand how one would move but the rest of them were not moving like nothing else it was just like someone was reaching out and plucking one out of the grid and like flicking it across um i mean i still don't yeah know. That, that's pretty crazy I, I don't understand we were all watching it and so we uh stuck that in the you know wtf file which is where we put stuff that we had no idea how to explain or we didn't have answers to yet and that one never got an answer we've had you know evps of people giving names and not knowing who they were and then researching and finding out oh hey that person actually did exist and they died in this building so that kind of stuff would be moved out of the wtf file yeah i mean like for me weirdest evp would be the one saying my teeth are warm it's like what Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean that's just crazy um so yeah a lot of weird stuff uh from betty lange is a deceased relative visiting considered a haunting or a visitation so i mean i would say a visitation if they're just coming kind of saying hi and they're gone again for a while and then maybe come back again like you know my my uncle visits occasionally. My grandfather did for uh, a little while before my grandmother passed away. And then they've just been gone. Um, so I would say that's a visitation. A haunting would be like something sticks around and is continuing to do something in the home. Um, so, I mean, you could have a relative haunting the place. <laughs> so it, it, it doesn't necessarily matter their relation to you as it is what they're doing there. I used to call Molly a haunting because I was just seeing her there and I was just seeing her here, but now I see her everywhere. So now I can probably officially call her an attachment. Yeah, I would say she's an attachment, yeah. And if I don't see her, all I have to do is I call out and, you know, so I don't know where she goes. I always tell her, you know, you you don't have to stay here. You know, you can go wherever you want. Um, you, know, you can go back to Mineral Springs or you can 
you know, be here or you want to stay here with Mike or if you want to, <laughs> you know, whatever you want to do, you don't always have to, you know, be around me. So, right. But she just. Reno mentions the uh, story about the car keys. So we've each had car key stories. Hmm. So that's, and those yeah. are definitely weird experiences where they just appear out of nowhere. Yeah. It was just like, it's like in, um, Oh, what is, well, actually it didn't just appear out of thin air, but you know, in, um, poltergeist where they were trying, they got the rope and they throw it in the little portal thing and then it comes out the other side and oh, yeah, they pull her out of there and like yeah. things were falling out of there and they're like, what in the world is this? And look the date on it and whatever. Um, it was kind of like that with the keys, except for it didn't have that creepy, cool movie thing going right. on. It was just all of a sudden there was nothing there and then poof, they just yeah, materialized. No lights, no smoke, no mist, no nothing. Just all of a sudden there were keys there and then they were shoved across the table at me and that was nope. it. I grabbed my keys and I got the hell out of there. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that was kind of like, creepy. I was like, I don't know where my keys just were, but thanks. Yeah, yeah which... Uh, I didn't see that with them just suddenly sliding across the table, which is awesome. Um, It was more of, you know, we couldn't find the keys. You know, we looked everywhere and, you know, the, uh, we called it the house of the insane. Um, But the, I mean, a challenge was made, you know, by, by the one investigator and the mischievous boy took him up on the challenge and hit his keys and couldn't find them. And then when, finally kind of put the foot down and said all right you, you need to cough them up now just suddenly appeared in the one case and we'd already looked in like three times all of us you know it was like ridiculous so um so don larson asked best place that you've uh, been to on investigations which that's always a tough question because <laughs> uh, there's so many different locations i mean right now it's mineral springs yeah. um favorite haunted house for me was the stone line inn um, of course, love the Goldenrod Showboat, but that doesn't exist anymore. So, um, and, and a lot of other places I've been to, them, I'm just like, man, this is a great place. It's, it's hard to, you know, specifically say, okay, this is a, you know, the favorite, you know, a favorite, yeah, but the favorite is tough to say. Yeah, it's it's hard for me um, because, you know, the Goldenrod, I was there just all the time. Uh, whenever you know I saw the access to the cafe I was in the cafe all the time so you know they become my favorite places I don't know if I could pick one just one um, but I love mineral springs yeah I mean I think that's our current favorite yeah you know um, and probably will be for a long time but I mean, you never know <laughs> change my mind yeah yeah, we, we reserve the right to change our mind, which is true of anything that we say on this because it's such a, oh, such a ever-changing field of study. <laughs> Mineral Springs is home base, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's our family in there. True enough. True enough. Um, spirit family and physical family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, I mean, Dave and Donna, are, are, they're definitely family to us. And Terry, uh, yeah, Ter- Terry Tormino, yeah, the the cafe. That's that's the one where I felt the horses and stuff like that. Whenever I was doing that Gonsfeld thing, that place a lot of. Someday there's going to be a book, and when that book is finished, it's going to have every experience I've ever had in that building. <laughs> and there was a lot of them. A lot. It could be its own book. Sean Gilmore just threw down there. God, I forget his name. So my mom's cousin was Tony the Tiger and did voices in the Disney World Disneyland Haunted Mansions. That's pretty damn cool. Tony the Tiger, by the way, was also um, the dude that did the Grinch narration. Oh. Yeah, all the Sean. he's the mean one, Mister Grinch. That's that's Tony the Tiger. That's pretty who's, cool. Where's he at? He did. He passed away oh. years ago. I didn't. I didn't know that. But that's say. cool. That's very cool, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> what the wow. heck was his name? I forget his name. But yeah, yeah. No, he did a lot of different voices. Wow. Hmm. Um. Okay. Dave Wilkerson. 
Are mirrors a portal to the other side for the dead to pass through? We tried to talk a little bit about that with Carl <coughs> during Edge of the Rabbit Hole. Because um, he was talking about, and that was really interesting, he was talking about using mirrors to be able to see some of these different shadow entities that we may not be seeing them with our with our eyes, but who could possibly see them through the mirrors. And you don't hear a lot these days about people taking mirrors on paranormal investigations, but it's an old school tool that people used to use during investigations. <coughs> so, but, um, I mean, there's a lot of that, that type of legend and lore about mirrors, about being portals. We did a whole, it was a few years ago now, we did a whole Edge of the Rabbit Hole episode on mirrors and portals. That was actually the name of the episode, Mirrors and Portals. Um, you know, they talk about don't put two mirrors opposite each other because you will create a portal. Go back. I mean, basically you're creating infinity by doing that. Um, so people say that that's a way to create a portal is to do that. I don't know if I've ever created a portal doing that. No. I've seen bathrooms set up where they have the two, you get the big mirror and then you got the two side yeah. mirrors looking at each other. So I thought that maybe at some point I did that and that's why all my stuff is disappearing. Oh, in our bathroom, yes, you can open up the <laughs> yeah. two sides of the mirror to face each other. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's how they got in. You lost your belt and hmm. the, the lotion, that was nuts. The thing, the thing with the lotion was nuts because, you know, it's this huge, I mean, it's bigger than this sitting on the counter. It's always it was always in the same place. It just disappeared one day. Sean was asking me if you know if I'd used it or taken it somewhere or whatever. I'm like, no. Do you know where it is? No. We're looking around, looking around, looking around. Can't find it. And then it was like, I don't know if it was the next morning or something like that, where um, I found it under under the sink under the um, the thing of toilet paper. There, it was like, oh, it's here under the sink, which she never puts it under there. And why it would it be under the toilet paper? Who the heck knows? So I put it back on the counter where she had had it next day gone again and we haven't seen it since no and that's been a while it's been a while now yeah and we have you might have everywhere. to put your foot down and say i want my lotion back and see the thing slide across the table well that's what i did <laughs> and remember i left and i was like i want to see it here when i come back nope but they took my belt my favorite belt i was mad about that because <laughs> i haven't been able to find a belt like that yeah, uh, the black leather threaded belt or whatever you want to call it. Um, Marcellus Walensky. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I saw it. How often have you been possessed by demons? How do you expel them? Oh, my gosh. Uh -huh. um, not as often as Zach. I don't get possessed twice an episode. <laughs> no. No. No, never possessed by a demon. Um, how do you expel them? Call an exorcist. 1-800-EXORCIST. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there, there are... He's an expert. Yeah, yeah. Call Zach. Now, I mean, there there is the right of exorcism. I do know um, you know, people who have performed exorcisms. Um, it, it's not like something that happens every day. Um, it's not as common as people think. Um, you know, um, there was one interview that I was... I saw with a uh, priest in Spain and, you know, they're ultra religious in Spain. And he was talking about, you know, they, you know, out of, you know, 1500 that they might get. And I can't remember if he said it was within a month or a year. I think it might've been a year. Um, you know, if people would call and say, you know, we need, yeah, it was a year that we need an exorcism. There's like only a couple, like a handful that are actually legit. So, yeah, take it with a grain of salt. Um, you know, I've had people, I've had people contact me and say, um, you know, I have a demon in my house. Okay, what's going on? Well, you know, the candle on the mantle, you know, fell off. Well, they say it was thrown off. You know, the candle on the mantle was thrown off. Okay, you know, that's uh, not a demon. I mean, uh, I at least I, we haven't gotten to that point yet of defining it as a. Demon. I could walk over to your mantle and grab the candle and throw it at you. It could be just a human spirit. It might not right. be something that you're comfortable with happening, you know. But um, put your foot down when stuff like that has happened. Say, stop throwing my stuff. You know, but then also taken into consideration you know you got to ask yourself why would that why would that person be throwing something anyway you know what's going on that's making them want to throw something right 
So check and see what's going on with you and your surroundings. And then if it's just your random everyday stuff, no reason to rile a spirit up or anything like that, and then, and then ask, like, what's going on? You know, just please stop throwing my stuff. I live here too. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, it takes a while before some sort of paranormal activity going on in the home will be classified as a demon. Um, you know, even even when it comes to the Catholic Church going in there to do exorcisms, it's not like they walked in and be like, oh yeah, you got a demon, let's do an exorcism. Yeah, It's not like that. I mean, they, they'll they do that in a movie because they only have so much time to show a movie. Um, but, you know, like when we did the house in uh, Edmond, Oklahoma, that the, uh, the haunted episode was done in, you know, they they were deeming that a, a demonic case in the end. Um, and Carl's the one that defined it as that. But, you know, we had investigated that house a half dozen times, and then Carl came into the picture, and still there are more, you know, investigations and interviews and stuff like that to finally determine, you know, okay, so this is, they were calling it a wraith during during the episode. Um, you know, but talking with Carl afterwards, like, yeah, that one was, you know, was actually demonic. Um, but it took a while to get there. It wasn't like right away. Oh yeah, you you got nasty stuff going on your own. Boom, it's a demon. No, mm-hmm. no. You, there's a lot of stuff you go through before you're like, uh, okay, yeah, you know, we are dealing with that here. So, um, Betty Lange just uh, threw threw this out there about mirrors, which is actually very true. She says, look at a mirror, and you have time traveled into the past, which you have. I mean, it's very very minuscule, but. The time it takes for that light to travel between you and the mirror, um, you are actually seeing yourself in the past by like milliseconds, but it's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right. So what else you guys have? Um, all right. No, Tom saying good night. Good night, Tom. Good night, Tom. Have a good one. And I know Jason Bland already took off, so um, it is getting a little bit late. Wrap it up here in a couple of minutes, but um, oh, I, I I do want to thank everybody for you know the tremendous support. You know, we had those couple of giveaways uh, earlier tonight, and you know it's just kind of a testament to to you guys. I mean, and you know a lot of you throw down super chats and stuff like that on the on the YouTube channel, um, but we could not have gotten this far right now without you guys. I mean. We could be sitting here. Sure, we could throw up a camera and speak into a microphone to nobody. Um, but you guys have made Haunted Road Media what it is. And I do want to thank you guys very, very much for that as we roll into another Halloween together. So Yeah, because you guys are religiously here every week. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of you are like, you know, some of you are in the chat room before I even get there. Yeah, you know, sometimes so. hours. <laughs> yeah. It's, all- it's like, dang, okay. You know, stirring things up. Yeah, it'll be, it's funny because there'll be times I'm setting everything up and I'll be like, okay, so we've got to schedule it, all that. And all of a sudden, somebody will throw in there first. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> cool. That's awesome. It, it, no, it's, it's great. It's great. So, um, so let's go ahead and get to some shout outs here because uh, really we are about at the hour mark. Um, when I throw this up on the on the podcast, uh, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. This will go up on the Mike Ricksecker audio journey, which is where I put all the Beyond the Shadow stuff and some other kind of side stuff that I do, um, which is like a variety of paranormal topics, right? So um, that's on... Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, all that stuff. So subscribe to that stuff too. Um, so Marcellus Wilinski has three years made working together more productive. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, this yeah gotten to know each other a lot better. And so you know, we've always worked well since day one. Yeah, and I think uh, more gradually gets unlocked in terms of ex- personal experiences and stuff like that and i think it has to do with chemistry so absolutely yeah. and yes reno time does not exist so on that note speaking of time which doesn't exist <laughs> let's get to the shadow so